Hey friend, I'm really excited to bring you this episode with my lovely friend Lisa. She's here to talk all about change and the work that she does with her company Transformation Station. Now Lisa is the co-founder of Transformation Station, the author of Happiness Hacks for Kids. She is a master practitioner of NLP and hypnosis and is associate member of the Mental Health First Aid for England. She teaches adult mental health first aid and her company Transformation station are experts in human behavior and transformational change they work with a huge range of companies from the FTSE 100 organization to charities to individuals by delivering consultancy training and coaching now outside of work she's married to Richard and they also run transformation station together and we actually dig into that a little bit in the podcast of what it's like to work with your husband she's a mum to Maisie and Harry who are 11 and 9 and we hear about the awesome Harry and his recent accomplishments which is really exciting and she also has a close relationship with her husband's twins Miles and Chloe who are 26 and it's really interesting to talk to a mum who is part of a blended family as well because that's something that we don't often touch on um, in this podcast and it's something that I do want to explore a bit more. Um, Lisa loves learning about the mind, personal development and she loves taking walks in the countryside. I know you're going to find this episode really insightful and listen out towards the end of the episode where Lisa shares a really helpful technique to help you in those moments when you're feeling stressed, when you Uh, when your kids are driving you crazy. This is such an insightful and impactful episode. I know that you are going to want to connect with Lisa. All of her details are in the show notes. I know you're going to love this one. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very, very excited to have you on the podcast. We connected through networking, wasn't it? A friend of a friend. And I think she has you doing some workouts each morning as well. What I always get my guests to do is just kind of like talk a little bit about themselves first, because often we present ourselves as business owners and mums but tell us a bit about you Lisa what you like to do you know maybe a couple of the things that bring you joy and then we'll dig into like your business and your journey to get where you are right now I think the things I love to kind of keep fit 
So as you mentioned already, I kind of exercise every morning, pretty much every morning. And at the weekends, I'll go out for walks and stuff like that. I love to be in the countryside. So we live quite close to the edge of some pretty lovely countryside in Hertfordshire. So we've got some nice uh, walks that we can do. Um, And we've got a great beacon near us, Ivanhoe Beacon. And I love to go up there for walks. I've got four children. Two of them are from my marriage with Richard. And then we've got, he has twins from his previous marriage. So, and they're grown up now, they're 26. So they're not um, at home, but we still do a lot of things with them. We we kind of go out. Um, one of them lives in London. One of them lives in Hertfordshire near us. And blended families, I know, often bring their own challenges, don't they, as well, when it comes to like organising schedules and keeping up with all sorts of things. I've got you on to talk a little bit about your business because you are a busy mum and a business owner. Share a little bit about what it is that you do and also, you know, the journey that, you took to get you to where you are and what it is that you're doing right now yeah so um our business really focuses on a couple of things but it is centered around transformational change whether that be a company that's changing uh something in their in their business or whether it is an individual that wants to change and i guess i started my career i didn't go to uh university um i came out of school And then I went into college and I wanted to be an architect when I was younger. (laughs) That didn't work out. (laughs) I love Um, that. I love that. We always have these ideas, don't we? When we're younger of like what we want to be. And we just end up doing something completely, completely different. (laughs) Yeah, I went to do um, art and I found out that I was great at fine art, but not technical art. And I fell into a role really with a software company who were quite big in the U.S., but they had they wanted to set up an international operation and um, I was part of their first recruitment that really meant that I was going to be their office manager but it gave me great exposure to business how a business grows on an international scale and we grew that business in the UK uh, out into Holland and France and Germany Um, and then we took them to being a publicly owned company so they floated on the stock market and it just gave me such a great insight into how sales works how how you know uh, consultancy works how the finance team operates how a managing director (laughs) operates all of that kind of stuff it was a marketing it's great Um, and that was from the age of 18 so I was there with them for about nine years and I went from being like the office manager up to being a consultant who went out to the customers and worked with the people who bought the software Um, and I just found my passion there of working with people and taking them through change and that's when I um, after about nine years there I set out on my own and set up a consultancy which basically looked at project management and change in businesses. I met my husband and we went into a partnership because I met him at work and we were doing the same thing. And it kind of, it worked that we had one business rather than two. And we, then we kind of formed Transformation Station. And for many, many years, we focused on business change. But at the heart of business change is people. (laughs) Um, There's always people there. So, and as you're, if you're in organizations and you're, taking people through that change, that you become their confidant and you start to find out things where if change is challenging for them, 
nine times out of 10, it has absolutely nothing to do with the change that's going on in the organization. There might be something personal going on for them. And that's where my interest in neurolinguistics, hypnotherapy, the mind and behavioral change started to um, develop. And that's where we started to move more into mental health, uh, behavioral change, culture change, and that sort of that sort of thing because actually until you really understand how your mind works and and that's causing your behavior the change doesn't stick because people tend to get stuck <laughs> um so actually going in at that level really then creates transformation as opposed to just a change that's quite a story and there's a couple of things I'm just going to rewind yeah. I love the fact that you said you didn't go to university because I think so many people get caught up in this idea of you've got to go to uni and you've got to get all of these bits of paper but so much now and I, I really believe certainly in the in the world of being an entrepreneur as well it's actually about doing the thing rather than learning about like the you know getting the qualifications if you're actually there in a business and it just shows from what you've done through the process that you went through of actually going through being in the job and seeing how it all happened that's how you got that really really amazing understanding so that was that's really interesting and the other thing I, I wanted to ask you was you'd been with that company for nine years what was it that made you think do you know what now is the time for me to step out on my own I think the company went through a number of changes in the leadership team and they were growing quite rapidly they were buying other companies and I just felt that it had lost its kind of family ethos it had gone into a publicly owned company um, and being with them when I first started there there were five people in the whole of Europe <laughs> and then it grew to about 2,000 people so I loved being in that organization where I was felt like I was making an impact and then that kind of got watered and more and more watered down as they grew as an organization so I needed to do something where I was more making more of an impact. So you then said that you started a company with your husband mm. what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just joke around it I just joke around that because I think it's brilliant I mean my my other half Tim he's a farmer my audience know and our worlds are so so different what's yeah. it actually like working with your with your husband yeah I mean I think we both have very individual ideas about the way change is managed I think that the the, the great thing that we've done is we basically we go out and we find our own customers to but to grow our customer base Richard will always work on a different customer to me there have been times where we work together on projects um, and because we are very different people I think sometimes um, it doesn't work <laughs> quite so well as it could uh, so we for that reason we tend to take the lead on different projects so Richard uh, is working for a completely different client to mine and we work independently we have had instances where I've worked for a client they've come back to us and said um, Lisa could you come back and do some work for us and actually I've been working on another project so Richard stepped in and done that work so some of our clients know both of us some of us our clients just know us as individuals um but yeah it all comes under the same banner we tend to work on separate projects because when we have worked together in the past we have very different ideas <laughs> <laughs> and how does that i'm gonna i'm just gonna push this a bit more because i okay. find it really interesting how do you i know a lot of the ladies that are listening to this are potentially like they have a job or a side hustle or something how do you sort of distinguish between the home and the work side of things 
yeah I, I think working on separate projects that was part of the reason why we work on separate projects because um, you can just talk about work if you're walking, working on the same project you can talk about it into the night and then you don't have a um, home and work life really so that's been a really great thing that has stopped us from doing that because if we're both working on separate projects we don't need to talk about it we things we will talk about at home will be things around growing the business if we need to have that conversation I think one of the challenging things that's happened is COVID because we've been at home working so before we were going to offices whereas now I work upstairs and Richard works downstairs on our separate clients but we do talk about work a little bit more and the lines are so much blurred so much more blurred because we're in our own home working as well the way we probably manage that is just had all these conversations with one another and say look I just don't want to talk about work <laughs> I'm done with it for the day just stop I love that I, love I just don't want to talk about where I wish I could do that I wish I could get Tim to stop talking about tractors that would be like that would be I do I always ask I always like it, it's really interesting like husband and wife partnerships because you obviously bring really separate things into into the mix which is really amazing and you know being able to as you said going through where you were and you know you talk about change as a really big part of the bit of what you do going through that process of actually having to then bring your work into the home and being working and everything and running a business and the pressures of all of that in a very like small space like being it in your home so we're talking about change today and how people make change themselves and you were talking about like change being like the people like the way that people think and that sort of thing so when we're talking about change how does what we think affect the way that we feel good question so um essentially we all have our own way of thinking we all experience the world in completely different ways and that's based on our in essence in a very simple way of saying it is based on our past experiences So whether I'm going into a company or I'm working with someone individually, I know that I could be talking to them and explaining something to them, but all they are really understanding is how they are processing that information because they're putting it through their filters in their mind, which is our natural way of processing information around how they are, how they've experienced the world to that date. And I tend to look for the reaction I get from someone to know whether my message is landing. I think a lot of people come with communication from a communication perspective, from the perspective of, well, I've given you my information. There you go. You must understand what I've said to you. But really the way to effectively deliver communication and change so it lands is to look for the reaction in the person and adapt your communication and what you're saying to them until you get to a point where that person understands it for them yeah I love I love that I've just got images of like you know when you're asking your partner to do something and they're just like what (laughs) 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 so in terms of like a health and fitness perspective because a lot of the the women listening to that how would that apply to perhaps if they wanted to go on like a health and fitness journey for example Yeah, I mean, I think from a health and fitness perspective, people that I work with tend to, if they're finding limitations in achieving what they want to achieve, it's going to come from 
their self-belief and things that we are believing about ourselves. Now, typically, those will be beliefs that we've held for a very long time. You know, it could be something, and, and actually, there's some good research around uh, where our, particularly our limiting beliefs, come from before the age of seven, because those are the years of our imprint period of how we're developing and how our mind is, is developing. Um, and there's even some research that shows that um, if you consider babies in the womb as well, you know, they, they get, they form some kind of identity even before they're born. And even after we're born, you know, we get some, we, we hear about things that maybe are more kind of genetic things that have been passed down to us. I know in my family, you know, um, when I was, when I was younger and even as I'm older, things around our body shape well you know we've all got big hips all the women all the towns ends you know we've all got big hips and you get that from your nan and your mum lisa so do i you know yes i have got big hips but whether that is because genetically that's been passed down to me or whether it is a belief because i know when i was in my teens i was very very slender so is it just a belief that i'm holding that I continue to manifest in my life because it's just the way I am. So maybe from a health and fitness perspective, there could be beliefs that are limiting us. I can't, you know, I'll never do a 10K. I'll never um, be able to lift that amount of weight. Those things that we say to ourselves are massive boundaries that we put restrictions we put on ourselves to um, achieving success because we know other people can do it. I think that what you were saying about the hips is a really, really good example of, of that. And so much of that often comes from our parents of, you know, this is how we are and this is how our families do things or, you know, the way that we behave and the way that we come across towards people as well. It's like, this is just a who, who I am. But actually, it's, is that in terms of the biggest barrier to us achieving what we want? Is it that self-belief then or is it something else? My personal view is that it's everything comes from our self-belief. So if we believe that we can do something and um, we stand a far better chance of being able to do it. Um, I can give you another example. My son, Harry, who's nine, has um, in 2020 was diagnosed with dyslexia, quite profound dyslexia. The thing that was important to me when we told Harry about his dyslexia was to tell him all of the great things about having dyslexia. I was never going to go to Harry and say to him, look, Harry, you've got dyslexia and this is going to mean you're going to struggle with your reading, your writing. You've got, you know, some sort of retaining information is going to be difficult for you. I'm not I'm never going to say that to my son because there are so many other great things around dyslexic thinking that um, I wanted to promote for Harry. Um, and one of the things he said to us when we told him, he was really excited about having dyslexia, actually, when we told him. And one of the things he said was about writing a book. And he he kind of said, oh, well, you know, I won't be able to write a book and I'd love to write a book. So we said to him, well, yeah, you can actually, you can write a book. We just need to put a plan in place. It might take us a bit longer, but we'll definitely do it. Last year, in uh, the end of 2021, he published his first book. He'd become an Amazon bestseller. That's the power of belief. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I love that story. And I'll have to make sure that I link his book in the show notes as well, in case anybody wants to go check out his book. But it's that speaking, speaking into people's self-belief, isn't it? Particularly with children. And 
Chloe, she's still, she's four and a half. So she's very much at the stage of, well, she's she hasn't had that. And I really, I'm going to be so sad on the day that this changes, but she's really got this, like, she believes she can do anything. And, yeah. uh, you know, she's she'll go and do whatever she wants to do and she'll wear whatever she wants to do. And she's not, like, worried about what other people think. Yeah. But I love the way that you approach that with Harry. That's, like, so, so good. And I think as mums, we could take away a lot from what you've just said there about how we speak into our children and being really, really aware of the things that we're saying to them, but also to ourselves as well, because we give ourselves such a hard time, we do. don't we? We do. We do. We absolutely do. And I think as mums, you're you're trying to do the best for these little children that you've got um, trying to be the best career woman try to be the best wife you know or partner actually when do you get time for you to, to to actually look at what you're telling yourself about the person you are and I really do believe that um we should all take time out to and we talk a lot about self-care I hear a lot about self-care yeah. at the moment yeah but what I, and I hear a lot about, you've got to exercise, got to focus on your nutrition. You've got to, you know, be a certain weight, be a certain stand, like level in your career, whatever it is. But I hardly ever hear people talk about what are you telling yourself? Mm. What do you believe about yourself? Mm. Because all of those things that we want, we will put a barrier in our own way <laughs> to achieving if we have a belief that we can't do it as you said like wanting to be a certain way and look a certain way and the pressure that we also get to to be that thing it can be really stressful can't it and it can kind of like lead to a point with about like you're like getting to a point of overwhelm of thinking I just I can't cope with all of this and when you and I were first having a conversation we were talking about you know your business and what you do you showed me this amazing technique and I'm going to get you to to share it with us so it, it was a technique that you told me about to help busy stressed mums calm their mind you showed me how to do it over zoom and I was just like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> so I'm sure you've got a few um, hints and tips around that maybe you could share some of those with us yeah sure I mean I think the 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 first thing you can control is your breathing slowing your breathing down and taking your breathing much more shallower so if you're breathing high in your chest take a moment to take a couple of nice long deep breaths you know, that's a really, really simple one. The second one, which I showed you, <laughs> is linked to our vision. We have two types of vision, our um, foveal vision, which means that we are very, very focused on a specific point, or our uh, peripheral vision. So our vision, which is outside of us. So, you know, what we can see to the sides of us. Um, this is directly linked to our nervous system. What we want to do is get our vision into our periphery because what that does is it then switches our nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous arousal system which means that we are in our rest and digest state so the easiest way to do it really is to find a spot on the wall and just focus on that spot on the wall and as you focus on that spot on the wall start to allow your attention to notice the things to the sides of you you might start to see, I don't know, the window or the soft furnishings or the wall. And just try now to expand your vision even further back. You might want to kind of move your hand so you can see some movement 
and then try even further back. And as you do that, now start to just notice the sense of calm inside of you. And you can do that anywhere. You can do that when the kids are screaming and shouting in the back of the car. That was exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Go shut yourself in the bathroom for a couple of minutes and <sighs> stare at the wall. I think that's, no, yeah. but joking aside, it's such, honestly, when Lisa taught me this, the last time we spoke, I was just blown away by just how clearly my body went from this sort of tense, stressed out fight or flight sort of state into, you know, as you described the parasympathetic nervous system where our body's like, okay, right, I'm going to calm down. I'm just going to slow down a little bit because our brains are just go, 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 go all the time. And, you know, I think if anyone's listening to this, you might be perhaps busy doing something. I know a lot of people pop their earbuds in and are folding laundry and that kind of thing. But if you get a moment just stand there and just rewind and listen to Lisa again and what she was talking through and what she was describing because it does really really slow you down if you just take those few moments you'll really really notice in your body the way that you feel so thank you so much for sharing that Lisa and talking about like stressed out mums and mums who are doing all the things this is one of my favorite questions because as you said you there's so much pressure like we are trying to do all the things they're trying to be great parents they're trying to run a successful business and you're you're doing that you've got two of your own children you've got two um stepchildren who are older it's not yeah. easy so do you have any advice or like a top tip that you'd like to share with mums listening to this when it comes to sort of staying on top of those things? Yeah, I think the thing I use is I create lists. I'm a massive list fan. <laughs> so every morning I will make sure that I have five minutes where I can just do a brain dump and I can just write down. It doesn't have to be my activities. It might just be something that's on my mind that I can't do anything about, but I just write it down. I just get it out of my head and get it on a piece of paper. Cause then I know that I'm gonna go into the day and more things are gonna pile up. Um, I might not necessarily add them to the list and I might not get to the end of my list, but at least I know that I've written it down somewhere and I can go back to it. So it just takes that element of stress out of the day really. You're pulling it out of your head and putting it on paper because so often it's like churning away in our brain, yeah. isn't it? And it seems like a bigger thing in our heads, but actually yeah. you write it down. You're like, okay, it's there. I can manage this. Yeah. I can see through this. <laughs> yeah, I can cope with that now. It's not as big as I thought it was. And then when you're, you've got this thing in your head and you're saying to yourself, oh, I need to remember, I need to remember. I mean, I, I'm really rubbish at remembering stuff. I have to put everything like into a calendar or onto a list or yeah. something. I can't remember things at all. But when it's actually on a piece of paper, you can go, okay, I've written it down now. I don't have to think about that. No, absolutely, yeah. And and I'll, I'll quite frequently, if I wake up and something's on my mind, I'll put it in a note in my mobile, yeah. just so I know it's there. So it's just off my plate until I need to go back and look at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Lisa, honestly, I know you. I could talk to you for ages and you really are like the, the things that you share and the work that you do with people really is incredibly impactful. So if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking they want to find out a little bit more about what you do, do you want to share where people can find you? Uh, yeah. So they can go to my website, www.transformationstationltdforlimited.co.uk. Um, or they can link in with me on LinkedIn, Lisa Bevan, 
on LinkedIn um, and I'll happily uh, accept their, their invite. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really great chatting with you. And uh, yeah. Hey, how amazing was that episode? And we touched on so many things like hearing about what it's like to work with your husband, blended families, the impact of our self-belief on and how that can affect the things that we want to achieve, our successes. And then Lisa delivered a really, really helpful and simple technique to help us in those moments where we need to calm down if our kids are making us crazy, which they often do. So go and check out Lisa, go and connect with her over on LinkedIn, go and check out her website. I know she'd really, really love to hear from you and hear your feedback on this podcast. Now, before I leave you, if you are thinking about change and if you're thinking about change in terms of a health and fitness journey, perhaps you have a weight loss goal, you absolutely need to go and grab your spot on the weight loss framework. The link to that is in the show notes. Remember, it's all about getting clarity on your goal, working out what it is that you need to do, those action steps you need to take to achieve that goal. And then we also learn, I show you how to find the time within your current practices, your schedules, your calendars, all of the things that you've got going on, how to find the time for those action steps, as well as my extra bonus cycle syncing 101 unit and the opportunity to jump onto a Zoom Q&A session with me and all of the other ladies across the globe who are on the same journey as you so you can grab some extra accountability. As I said, the link to that is in the show notes. Go and grab your spot now, run, jog, hop, whatever it is you've got to do. I look forward to seeing your transformation in that program. Have an amazing day, have a blessed week and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.